0: Welcome to Through the Wire.
1: Through the Wire. Woo!
0: Another pre-Game 7 episode where we talk about this potential um, conference finals matchup. A lot of different stuff. But before we get into that, I got to let you know you should also be downloading and listening to the audio version of the same podcast. I know a lot of y'all like seeing our faces, but hearing our voices is just as good in case you're driving and things like that. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, pretty much any place you get podcasts, download. Even if you ain't going to listen, just help a brother out, brothers out, and uh, go ahead and download that. But how's everybody doing today? They,
1: when you had no choice, they had no choice but to only listen to us? That yeah. That seemed like a decade ago.
0: And then, and when they had no choice, that's when we were a top five show on Apple. So, I mean, we may have to go back to that just so we can get our numbers up real quick. Shout
1: out to the ones that were listening in those days and remember those days because um, they are still around they are definitely still around mm-hmm. um, and yeah i remember people people who didn't like when we first i'm not gonna say didn't like but they uh like when we first started doing the visuals I, a lot of people was hitting me up like but P, you guys can't do that because i, I mowed a lawn and listened to it I, mm-hmm. I listened to it on a school bus going to school um so we need y'all to start back mowing lawn and <laughs> let <letting laughs> you know what i'm saying uh but no i'm good um i'm excited Another game seven, like you mentioned. Um, how many game sevens have we had? I know the this is the nugget second. We just had the one with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so three.
2: That's only three.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, but, um But I'll I take, mean that's a that's a good amount. That's a good amount for a single season.
1: I felt like it was one more, but I'll take I'll take that one. Um it's either been yeah, sevens or quickies. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kinda into the into that. No,
0: thing. no, OKC Houston.
3: Oh yeah, OKC. Exactly. OKC okay. exactly.
1: Houston. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh I'm I'm excited for this this episode because Houston got eliminated. And now it's always fun when the team get eliminated because you get to talk about what could happen. And they a team that could go a lot of different routes. A lot of
0: things are happening as we speak about their team.
1: Um but yeah, I'm 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 happy. I'm good. Um D Mills, Mike, KB, how y'all feeling?
3: uh i was i was about to say y'all remember when we were doing non-visual right and i opened a segment and i started dripping in sweat even though we weren't on camera
2: yeah i remember that. i don't
1: remember it but that sound like you yeah it sound like you wait was <laughs> yeah. it like when we had to do ad reads, and you ready to add or something
3: no like i was opening a segment about <laughs> oh, the sun. oh yes yes i started and it was the first time me actually like doing something and i started <laughs> my well, first time doing, doing something. something that's funny no. <laughs> we were-
1: we was trying to have, like, we was making sure we had, seg- that's like when we was doing and No Cat, like segment segments, and you came to the table with a segment, it was like, okay, so I got this say,
0: seg- <laughs> <laughs> Those back in the end of the days, too, where we couldn't go a straight hour, where we'd be like, hold on, let's redo that, and then I would go back and edit the episode, to ma- but now we're just professionals, babe. we can go for three that's hours great. if we need to.
3: Legitimate professionals, man. Mm-hmm. We just hit play. Good, good, man. We're getting close to fall. It's getting that fall weather, you know, where it's like real nice during the day and then you start to chill off at night. That's when your room starts to feel <laughs> nice and comfortable.
0: Mm.
2: Thanks.
3: Good night sleep. I need my room to be cool when I sleep. I hate a hot room.
2: Thanks. Thanks. I'm super excited. We got game seven today. Ah. I like your background, P, but I was waiting on the player. I was gonna see who's supposed to have the breakout game.
1: It wasn't gonna be a player. I'm 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 along gone with that. It's been the three five, remember?
2: I know, but I, I know you want to see Paul George exceed, especially today, don't you? He ain't been a problem. Paul George played good. Yeah, he's been all right. You he still wanna see the team win
1: though. You know. Do I wanna see his team win? I don't know if that's true. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking that's t-
0: okay, so yeah, let's just get into that while we're here. Um because it has been Talked about since the Anthony Davis trade and then Kawhi and PG, they're like, we're going to get a L.A. versus L.A. conference finals. It's what everybody seemed to want. These are supposed to be the two biggest juggernauts in the conference, but we're that close to not allowing that to happen. So my question to y'all, would y'all rather have the L.A. versus L.A. or to see the underdog pull off another 3-1 upset?
1: Mike is right. I mean, PG, my boy. So, from that perspective, of course, I want to see PG do his thing. But I'm a I am prefer good basketball over anybody that I like, including, like, my own team. So, if the Knicks was having some run and they would get their ass thrashed, I would probably be like, yeah, I want to see the good. So, if the if the Nuggets can do it, that means that shit, they may can match up with the Lakers. But if the, the Clippers going to come out and, like, dog walk them, then let's just have I want the best for the next series is yeah. basically my answer. Whatever's the best. Uh, so what do y'all think is the best? Because I, that's...
3: I think so the, the best I, matchup, obviously, for TV is... The, the, La- the Lakers.
2: There's the LA the matchup in
3: general. Of yeah. A dramatic storyline. Then the Nuggets, yes, will be the favorite if you want to see that. Um, I think you get to see two two of the best big men in the game going at it, Jokic and AD. So I think that would be very interesting. But they the Nuggets clearly will have no answer for LeBron James. Mm. And Jokic is not a rim protector. They have no rim protection at all. So I see that being a feast all series.
0: You know what, though? Throughout this series, they made Montrose Harrow look like a nothing. Montrose Harrow has not done anything. So though they may not have, like, traditional rim protection, they do a damn good job protecting the rim from a guy like him that's, that tries to get as close as possible in a dunk on you. So, I mean not traditional, but they've been doing a pretty decent job during these runs, man. We want to go back to talk about game six. Me and Mike were watching this game together, and it was a time where the Clippers were down, up by, like, 10 or 12, and Mike was like, the Nuggets, they just won't go away. And I was looking at the score, like, I know what you're saying, but it ain't going to happen again, is it? Because it just happened in game five. And then we go, what was it, five straight minutes where the Clippers cannot score a bucket, which is unacceptable for a team with two uh, all-star caliber players, and two six-man-of-the-year candidates. It's a, it's it's ridiculous that they can go five minutes without scoring a basket. And then it all the catalyst to this run, y'all remember when J- Jamal Murray went down and he was down for a minute, they had to call a timeout. And that timeout, from that moment for, like, the rest of the game, it was all nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. The
1: yeah. boys caught their breath. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been saying that, like, at first, I didn't. I couldn't pinpoint. I'm like, what's missing with the Clippers? But it's, it goes back to that guard play, man. Um, they do have two talented wings who you don't want to make excuses for. But it, the, those head-steady veteran point guards are always, this is where they show their value, like a Rondo. Where Rondo, yeah, he may not dominate the game in a certain aspect. And he has had his moments. But still, it's like, even when they're not having those wowing moments or anything, it's like, oh, look at them. It's the instrumental things like, let me let me make sure we get a valuable possession. Like, let, let's make sure. Because it's, it's a lot of times where, like, Paul George, is as, as great as he is, he'll shoot an early shot. 18 seconds left on the shot clock. He in the corner, and he just a shot. Set. And he can make that shot. It's very, it's, you know, it's not necessarily a bad shot, but a head-steady veteran point guard will make sure you get a great shot. And that's kind of how, to, like, Chauncey Billups was with that Nuggets team. Was like, yeah, mellow is capable of getting always getting a good enough shot. He every shot Melo take is going to be a pretty good shot. But when Chauncey came, we're now making those good shots into great shots and valuing them. So now we don't have first round exits and we're going to now the Western Conference finals. And that was that's the big difference maker. And the Clippers can still win this series without, you know, the quote unquote uh, guard play. But I think the standard everybody's had for them. They've been a look, you know, not not there. Yeah, they've been,
0: been, they've been, I would say they've been disappointed they when we think about just it look on paper. Plain
2: beatable. They just look plain beatable. And they that's look beatable. They, You, with the two stars they have and they're going on five minute droughts, that shows you can beat them, especially. Uh, it's just they had a lot of questionable things that kind of happened in that game six. Uh, of course, the, the scoring drive was a big part. And it just seems like even then, I, I like what you said, P. They had players like Mark, uh, Marcus Morris early in the shot clock, launches up a three when you're already down double digits and you're trying to find those good shots to get you back in the game because with like four or five minutes, left, there's time. There's still time left to get those good shots and bring it back in. You don't got to rush. And then two, Patrick Beverly found out too is, is pretty big for them because, I mean, he didn't really score much at all, but he was playing decent defense of Jamal Murray. And then Jokic, he came through and showed he, he's the best center in the league. You know even as without without like a guard well he has jamal murray but we talk about J- joel and b needing that guard to like push him through those late game situations where you got to create your own shot he did that for himself he added the little dirk repertoire with the one foot step back fade and it was working for him and it was working for him so you you gotta shake your you gotta shake your hand and tip your hats to the nuggets they played a good game six jamal yeah, murray said two. oh go ahead yeah. I think city they get
3: too good. I think they get this lead, and then they kind of just take their foot off the gas pedal. You can't do that against a team like the Nuggets, who are facing elimination in the third quarter. You think they really? Think gonna gonna like, guy. Yeah, I know you can't do that this late because they're gonna keep coming, and they don't want to go home because you know the NBA got this thing where if you're on the brink of elimination, you have to pack your bags and you have to have your shit ready. So when the game over, you just you leave. Mm-hmm. So of course they're gonna come in ready. So now the Clippers gotta have their shit packed, and the Nuggets gotta have their yeah. shit. Yep. And so somebody going home tonight. I mean, tomorrow night is going to be very interesting to see tonight. You. Oh, it's tonight. Tonight, yeah, tonight.
2: i somebody, regulations.
0: Somebody's got to be out of that dough.
3: I,
1: I think this can be. I think this can be something very, very great for uh, Nikola Jokic. I think if he if he does what we was able to see in his last game and it can, you know, catapult them to another victory, it will be good. Um, D Mills, you Mills, you said something that, that was kind of going into something I started on Twitter the other day when, when Jokic was doing his thing. I had to me, Jokic is the best big man in the game. And the reason that is being is because I've always thought in today's game, we say big man meaning a center. Just like when we have, we've had conversations a thousand times on this podcast, who's the best big in the league. And it's always been Jokic Cat. And Joel, because big in my mind in today's league is a center. So I don't even know if it's I guess they're a matchup, but like is Anthony Davis versus Jokic the true thing in that series? Are they even gonna like match up? Uh I don't
0: I don't think Anthony Davis wants that matchup. As good as of a defender he is Jokic will bang with him and that's the one reason why Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center because he doesn't and want to he doesn't want to bang
1: and that's why on Twitter for all of the fans who are watching this that was seeing it. that's why I wasn't considering Anthony Davis a big yes I understand Anthony Davis is big literally but his game is just like a forward that's what he yeah he every player in this league that's like his talent level they're capable of playing multiple multiple positions if need be but his preference is to not be the big, and that's mm-hmm. why I classified him as just a straight forward and not a big. Because if that was the case, why would he ever play power forward? Why would he not just always be center? They didn't go get Javale McGee because Javale McGee is that good. They went and got him because they know Anthony Davis is a forward. Yeah. But the way
0: the way I've always I, looked at it is something that like Jalen Rose said a couple of years back, and I kind of took the, and was the, like, oh, that makes sense. That there's three positions of basketball: there's a guard, there's a wing, and there's a big, right? And in my eyes, Anthony Davis doesn't fit the guard or the wing thing, so in that case, he has to be a big. And for me, what classifies like that position is height does matter to some extent. It's it's your role in your team and your surrounding pieces, right? Um, the reason I also consider Giannis a big is because we won't see him in that wing position where we got two other big men playing alongside him. I mean, it happened early in his career, but that was before they knew that he was, a, he was a power forward. We won't ever see a lineup where, there's both for the Lopez brothers and Giannis on the court at the same time. That just doesn't really work that way. So that's when when I had came into that conversation. on People on Twitter made it way more than what it actually was. You know how it is? Because I didn't <laughs> even see the entire trend. I was just like, in yeah. my eyes, I think that it's like pretty. I think that most people would consider Anthony Davis a big at the end of the day because of his role and things like that. Oh, but yeah. I mean, what you just said when you gave your explanation, it is what it is, right? I can see why you see it like that, but I was just saying that in my mind, Anthony Davis, Giannis, if they don't fit this guard or wing, then in my eyes, they are big. But people oh, were people yeah. did want to see what Mike and and D Mills had to say about the the, the right. Debate. But
1: before they even say what they say, I agree with what you just said. Except the same like I look at it as guards, wings, slash forwards, and then big. Because to me, like I was telling somebody yesterday. There is a lot of guys that don't fit either. There are guys that aren't wings or bigs, so there are forward like Pascal. I wouldn't play Pascal on a wing, or I won't play as big. There will be times in the game where they may play a small ball lineup where he can slide down because, like I said, a lot of players in this league is it. We're in a skill era where a lot of guys can play a lot of different ways, but you're not going to like, for instance. Because for because a guy can play a, a position or has played a little position in this season, that ain't what he is. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to y'all? Like yeah. for example, what position is Fred VanVleet? He's, he's a guard. He's
2: a guard. The guard.
1: What position is LeBron James?
2: Forward. A
3: forward. Um, well, but yeah. this
1: year, what did he play?
3: Point guard. But
1: we still know he's a forward, yeah. right? So like. I understand yeah. people thinking that a a guy can play some big, but I still don't classify you that. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, he's a forward
2: to me. Even
0: even this year, I would good. argue he's still the forward because he's playing with two guards still. Well, but no, they, Danny Green's a gone. wing. Danny Green's a wing. You're right. You're right. Danny Green is a wing. So, he's not. But a guard. like
1: a guy like yeah, like Pascal Siakam, I look at him as a straightforward forward.
0: I um, see what you. I see what you say. I, I feel, feel like in every good. instance, there's going to be like the standout slash anomalies. But I think that out of the 400 players.
1: Can't, we can't make anomalies. That's okay.
3: My bad.
0: Where'd you classify Blake Griffin?
3: Huh? He's a big. Where'd you classify Blake Griffin? A four. He's a four to me. The was classify him as a big. I still think he's a big. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: To
2: me, I think so four. too. I wouldn't play him at five. To me, it, the big was always just like a generic term for like the the center and the power forward. I mean, as of now, the power forward, they're a lot smaller nowadays. And most of the time, they're just threes, which is probably like why we don't think, uh, you don't see people run the two big lineup, and that's the first thing that came to mind. Is the Lakers? They literally run what they call the two big lineup, because I mean, I, I call Anthony Davis a big too. He's the height, six ten, six eleven. He's he's long, and also it's just the position and uh, the way he plays. He's not he's not a guard. It's yeah. not like he dribbles. He he does have guard like qualities or forward like qualities, but at the end of the day, he's a dude that's probably gonna be standing somewhere near the paint on defense, lurking and uh, lurking for a block shot, and then he's also gonna be probably posting up. Trying to get his little, yeah, but just because
1: you're not a guard, I mean, you're big, you could be a four.
2: I think it his place play fits more of a big than like
1: I don't think so. I think his, I think he's like Contreras said, he's an anomaly because. He don't. He don't bank. Even when we saw against the Rockets, he's the biggest guy on the court. Where is he posting up? He's clo- posting up more closer to the three point line than the block. I and
0: mean, I, he, he's he's Do definitely you, more of a finesse big than, than like, anything. So shit, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I don't. I can't even explain him. I mean,
2: the same way I think is think of it is like Lamarcus Aldridge is not like no pure center, and he's more of like a finesse. He's more like a finesse big, in, in sort of sense. Yeah, I can he's I a can lot see that.
1: More cl- Closer to uh big than Anthony Davis though because Anthony Davis is preferring to play you closer to the perimeter Even if you are PJ Tucker who's here He don't even <laughs> want to bang with PJ Tucker like a small a legitimate smaller dude. He'll rather fade away We saw it all series. He's fading away catching it closer to the three-point line. He's trying to get it with some speed I saw a whole play against the Rockets where JaVale McGree McGee set a down screen for Anthony Davis to catch it at the three-point
2: line I know. He also couldn't move. And that's why I say he has he has the guard and forward qualities or something that that make him look like okay he's not the traditional pig that's gonna go post up by the rim, but I mean he still carries that within him. You know, if, if at the end of the day if Anthony Davis is my center, I'm not looking at him like he's gonna get exposed down there. Right. If he's a
1: center, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna have attitude with you. <laughs> every team we've seen, they went and got him it was like Amir Sheik. The Pelicans went and paid him. To have him be the center, because right. Anthony Davis like I'm good on that big man shit. And this, this like also
0: him. has to do with like the of pres- pest preservation of his body because he is a guy that is known to have the nicky knack injury, so he don't want to bang like that. You know what I'm saying? No,
1: I, I definitely don't ba- blame him because that's, I'm why, a dude that's not a banger myself. That's why having Javale I down there and do all that extra ness. Big man yeah. be also select. OC throw elbows. Actually, ain't on that Kendrick Perkins type of time, man. Yeah. I'm gonna do be- that dude myself.
2: Yeah, I'll be seeing, uh, that's why it's so great having JaVale and Dwight Howard right next to them because they could do all that like hard body stuff that the center needs to do. There's so many players where I see JaVale just flailing his arm, looking like he about to hurt somebody just because it's like, it's a very physical game for that big man position. And so as a superstar like AD that is, is more of like a finesse and he can use his, his power when he needs it. But the more, the longer he stays and the longer he kind of avoids them, the more serious injuries that can happen. He's gonna he's gonna be in the game for a minute.
3: Yes, yeah, so they're relatively young. Yeah. Wait, going forward for the Lakers, do y'all think they're going back with this um, lineup where they have Morris starting at the four? Or you think they're going back to their two big lineup? Bro,
2: it, that's a I good think,
3: qu- That's what I'm thinking about right now.
2: Um, I think it on how the, it's gonna depend on game. one. It's gonna depend on well, if they go against the Nuggets, it's gonna depend on game one. I think that they've been really experimentative. If that two big lineup works, or if they just need to go small. Uh, if the Denver can't handle the offensive, you know, offensive glass, which and Dwight Howard, alongside Anthony Davis, I think they probably stick with that lineup, but. Does it, Jeremy Grant start at the pool? I think he does, yeah.
1: I think yeah. it's a chess match, man. I don't, I think things are just moving pieces. You know, yeah. um, that's a great question though, d Miles. but I have I, no idea.
0: I mean, I'm just looking at like the, I didn't want to take a look at the Houston series because obviously that's very matchup oriented, right? Because P.J. Tucker, so they played a lot of Anthony Davis. But even mm-hmm. like the series before that, we were getting like six minutes a game of Dwight Howard and 10 minutes a game of JaVale McGee. So that's that's even against like the, the Portland Trailblazers had games where they started two like legit big bigs, like centers. But yeah. somehow the Lakers still ended up in situations where they weren't even playing their big big. So I think regardless of the matchup, we may see we may see a situation where Anthony Davis may not start at center, but he's going to play a majority of the center throughout that series. But again, Which it is matchup oriented because you, because Jokic's body is so much different than my treasure's body. And that you're going to have to guard them differently. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Man. Okay. The reason I, I've had the Lakers as my favorite, um, even though I, I probably won't, whoever they play in the, in the finals, I'm probably going to actually root for, but If I'm, like, on my analyst shit, I'm going to pick the Lakers as my favorite. Um, Even since before the bubble, it's because I think they've constructed their team to kind of play any style of basketball. Obviously, they have styles that they play better with um, versus others, but they have a nice, fluctual roster where they can play a lot of different ways. They can give you a lot of different looks. I want to take that idea and, 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 and thought, and I want to jump into the Rockets now. Who for some reason gave themselves one way to play basketball, one way to win. We're going all in. And how they may not need as much a drastic change as everybody in the media has made it look. I think they don't they get a new coach. And I think they just need to get a traditional fucking team. They not they not super terrible. It's just that they gave themselves one way to play, which was the dumbest shit in America. Like I understand it and it was cool for a little second and it had some moments. But if you really think about it, in the league of today, where there's so many different, we just had a whole like damn near 15 minute conversation about positions because the game is so damn like crazy and intertwining, where it's like positions damn near don't exist, but at the same time, they do. And it it's like for the game to be that dynamic, why would you give yourself one way to play? Like, literally, when you look at their roster, they literally don't have a center. Like yeah. Tyson Chandler's on the roster, but he don't right. play. They yeah. don't have a center. That's crazy to me. PJ Tucker is supposed to protect the rim from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like that's wild.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See that? That's why it the the Rockets make they make they make you think like they have a chance. They make it look convinced about the way they play. But it's the same thing from when a player only has one thing they can really do. When you get to the playoffs, it's gonna get exposed. Having that one, having, being able to drive to your right and dunk is one thing, but guess what happens when you're in the playoffs? They're going to shift you to your left. They're going to make you do things that's uncomfortable. And it's the same thing when you have that with a team. When you have a team that only wants to shoot threes, and the team is going to take that away, and we're going to say, okay, we're going to make, we're going to take everything else away. Russell, you beat us. You know, now you're going to have to play how you, you didn't want to play all all year now. And now you're like, what's the backup plan? You don't got one no more. So mm-hmm. having multiple dimensions, especially for the playoffs, that's how you win championships. I don't think it's a really another way to go. Same thing with Giannis. They you can only drive to the rim. Hey, we're gonna take that away from you. What's the next thing you are gonna do?
3: Yeah, uh, I think that's kinda how everybody played defense, to be honest. Like even when we at the gym, we figure out what somebody's gonna do and we take it away and we make them do something else. So like I've never really been a fan of this Houston Rockets team. I've always been think they've been fake. Like you know when they gets time to the playoffs, they're gonna fold, somebody's gonna like they're going to meet a defensive team that can match up with them. They're going to take away the three and then they have nothing to fall back on. And then when you got James Harden, who's going to consistently take all these step back threes and wear himself down, you know, throughout this course of the series, you're going to be able to catch up to them because they're not going to be able to keep up that momentum and do everything that they've been doing throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought having Russell was going to give them a different dynamic, but uh, he actually just played terrible that whole
0: series. So it didn't even really get him a different dynamic. He actually hurt them. <laughs> Very regrettable trade that was between the Russell Westbrook and CP trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we think about CP made the lifestyle change and became a vegan, then stayed healthy for a full season and led a team and going to be an all-NBA player probably. And then Russell Westbrook, and, and pe- I mean, people have recency bias, right? We just watched them in the playoffs and we saw Russell Westbrook be bad for six games or five games, whatever. But if we remember correctly, um, beginning of this year, this calendar year, he was playing really, really good january february he was on he was on fire he was amazing and i was like somehow somebody got into his brain or he figured out himself like okay let me stop shooting let me get to the basket let me do this mid-range jump and this and that um so he had periods of time this season where he was really good but when it mattered the most and whether it be the quad injury or whatever he he just didn't play well but i agree with what p was saying um and what i guess all y'all touched on it's just just Rounding out your roster and rounding out your play style, and that's that's I think that's one of the reasons why they got rid of D'Antoni, um, whether it be a mutual thing or whatever. They got rid of D'Antoni because as good as D'Antoni can be, he is he is relatively one dimensional and he always has been throughout his career. Um, but the problem is trying to figure out how you get that big man. I think that is is really the question for today. Because I mean, I've seen trade packages. You know, everybody's a GM on Twitter. And some of them have them like Al Horford coming to the team, but you don't want to pay Al Horford $27 million for the next four years. Nobody wants that on their books. So it's just like if we're going to get a center, you they're still going to have their, like their mid-level exception. And maybe that's the route you play in free agency, like get a cheap big and hope that he yeah, succeeds.
2: I, I think that's the way to go. I mean they had Tyson chandler who's i don't know he's got to be like 40 years he's, old, he's like but,
0: 38 yeah he's like thirty eight.
2: it's like times where they probably even needed a center to check in the game he didn't do that mm-hmm. so i think that you you don't need to go out and get you a nice you know three-star center or something that's going to cost you a, a nice little chunk of change you just need a center that's going to come in and do you know the little stuff for when you need it i, I mean think to, to me time.
0: the best version of the houston rockets was when they were doing the pick and roll lobs
2: because
0: yeah. it opened things up because instead you got this pick and roll oh they covered the road now we got the corner that's where PJ Tucker's at instead of everybody just sitting like this waiting for a James Harden pass you just add more dynamics to it and I mean with the pick and roll the reason why they got rid of it is because people were just doubling on the road because they were just letting Russell Westbrook do what he does yeah. Um, so maybe the pick and roll big ain't the move anymore but you, you still need a big man on the roster the analytics threes and layup things it's dead it's done let's play basketball the way basketball should be played. And I'm not, like, a purist or anything, but, like, it has shown that the three... And, and and the layups is not the move. And I even talked about this. This is not a flex or nothing, but it kind of is. With Draymond Green, when we had him on the reel, where he was like, you see the Houston Rockets. The, the Houston Rockets that we see now is a form of the Warriors. But what Draymond Green was saying is that people don't want to talk about this, but we still shot mid-range jump shots. We didn't completely get rid of a whole area. They still did their thing there. Um, so people because people do try to credit the the analytics threes thing to the Warriors, but they did it. But they also just play basketball in general. Yeah. See
1: yeah. You- I remember that was one of the biggest man. Was that when was we doing a podcast? Was we video? I don't know. But one our early times doing a podcast, Steph Curry had like a high jump in mid range jumpers. I remember that vividly. I kept I that up like 70 times because I was so intriguing to me that. Everybody was talking about the three-point shot, but then his shit went up. It may be when they first got Kevin
0: Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that season, like, they were one of the most mid-range shooting teams in the league. I do remember that.
1: And mm-hmm. I use that as part of my video that I did on the uh, Rockets. When I didn't, I didn't shit on them, but it was just like, um, why I don't believe in them? Why, to me, they were never really a contender. As I don't care how far you go. If I don't think you're going to win it, then you're not a contender. You know, everybody can have their personal... That's just me. It's not a fact or fiction thing. It's just my viewpoint on that. Mm-hmm. If I don't think you can win it. I don't you're not a contender. So at like, I don't know. One of y'all said like they, they just do a good job of making you think they can play. I think that was Mike who said that because yeah, had three ball the three ball can keep you in the game, but then a the three ball can take you out of the game. If you miss 27 in a row as we saw and that's one of the things that makes them predictable either. They're going to come in and that's why a lot of the games with the, the uh, Lakers. They make it like a run because they got the three ball. So like you, they down 19 at one point, then they down nine, and then they back down twenty-one, then they back down eleven, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a three ball. But we see they talking about tyron Lou. Um, you know, they they're trying to make a culture change, which was good to see. Uh but said Van Gundy too. Say that again. He said Van Gundy as well. Yeah, Van Gundy, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna throw some names out for example.
3: Aaron Baines. I think he would be a perfect fit. To be honest, he, yeah, does, I mean, he does. He ball at a high clip at a high percentage, and then he protects the rim. He's good defensively. I may be
0: crazy. Do, do y'all think he's more valuable than that though? Then what? He, he's definitely than like the, the, the mid-level money. obsession. So we're talking yeah, like four or five million. Yeah, you. They got two max contracts. They got Eric Gordon on eighteen million. They got uh, Robert Covington on thirteen million. Then a bunch of minimum deals. So that's all they're gonna
2: have. Well hey, you crap. remember? You know who they used to have that they probably be like? Okay, we 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 could have used him. You remember Monta Unis, big man who could shoot? That's, that's <laughs> well, there's mean. also a reason he's not in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, he probably can't. He probably can't guard me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, but I think that that's that's exactly what they need because I think they had it in the right idea because they were trying to get the most out of Russell by getting Capella at the paint so they can't double him. Mm-hmm. And now well, if you, you get
1: a guy like um, these guys have player options. Not to cut you off, Mike. Go um, on. Frank Um, Alex Lynn. I don't think he has a player option. This is a perfect one. I don't know about defensively, but if you talk about like a big who can still stretch the floor. Mike Muscala. He has a player option for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I,
2: I'm for the Rockets. I'm good with all those names just because for the simple fact it adds a little bit more of a dynamic than now you have a big like I, I don't care if the man is the 10th man on your roster, but he's a big that can shoot. There's somebody
3: that's over 6'6 on the roster that can play center, man. Yeah, oh, and, and all of right. those names, I think Aaron Baines is definitely the best fit. Yeah, but the mid level yeah.
0: exception, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Baines had one hell of a season. Once you remember when, um, what's his name went out with the suspension, Aaron Baines stepped into that plate and was like, We're gonna still be decent. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I do not envy Daryl Morey right now, he's got some real hard decisions to make. Um, and I'm sure he's gonna be calling about Russell Westbrook for other places, but. I don't see them pulling off a trade because they're, they're, his goal is to always try to compete and you're not going to trade Russell Westbrook and get somebody of value for you. You know what I'm saying? I was joking around during that oh, game man. and I said, That's what'd you say?
1: That's not a joke. I, I would do it. You would me, do it's it? funny that you had tweeted it because me and my dad was together and we was watching the game and my dad was like, "What? Russell Westbrook needs to go somewhere where he can do his own. Like He just needs to be... That's mm-hmm. what he's just gonna be his best version, and he, you know, I did. He just was freestyling, gonna say the damn bulls. I'm like, cut it. He, they like, you know, you, he, like, you right, they got too many. Then I'm like, the Pistons, mm. but I didn't think swapping them. I'm just saying, I was a team, and then I go on Twitter, and you was like, and I'm like,
0: and hey, people talking about it, people talking about it. Uh, Blake for Russell Westbrook again. I was half, I was like half joking to the point where, like. I think it be it could be interesting, but I don't think it'll get done. Um, when you think about, like, Blake Griffin, I mean, it, it'll be hard to convince Rockets fans to trade all, all-star Russell Westbrook for Blake Griffin coming off the injury. And, like, even before the injury, he just did not look good this season. But I guess you could say, like, look at the year before. The year before, he was one of the best players in the league. Uh, that would be, like, your your point to make. But I think it does open a game up so much more for Russell for, for James Harden if we have Blake Griffin on the roster. Do they want to play him as a small ball five? or I guess PJ Tucker could still be your 5 and Blake be your yeah. 4 whatever um yeah.
2: I look it's at interesting it from the
1: Pistons perspective
2: I think the Pistons they in the Pistons yeah, this the if they make that trade I think they're almost in the same boat to be honest I don't think they're going to be super good where they're going to be you know deep in the playoffs or something like that but I don't think they're going to be trash you know I think this helps the Rockets they're going to have a, a more of a dynamic piece of Blake Griffin but my only worry is I don't know if he'd sales healthy you know That's the only thing, especially if he's going to be playing a lot more five, bumping and grinding, uh, bumping with all those
1: dudes. Don't don't trade him to play five. Do not trade him to play
0: five. I mean, there's there's a small little incentive to do this if you're the Rockets, though, and that's the fact that Blake Griffin has one less year on his contract than Russell Westbrook, so that that speeds up the timetable just a little bit to free up some money if you want to go get somebody else for James Harden, but. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I doubt it'll happen, but if it did, I'm taking all the credit, even though it ain't like i I mean, it was an original idea, but it's not an idea that nobody else could've thought of. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look
1: like at it from a Pistons perspective. Just like you said, they would have to keep Russ for an extra year. Um, the position that they are in a draft, it makes me think they could take a guard, like Killian Hayes or somebody. Like as a Nick fan, I don't I don't have my hopes up high on Killian Hayes because they picked before us. They picked seven. Mm-hmm. And I think if he's still on there it's no way Killian Hayes drops to the Knicks with the with the Pistons picking above us. So they'll, I think they'll get a guard. And I kind of like the Pistons um, little team. They they mm-hmm. suck for sure, but I like who <laughs> they could get at seven. Uh, I like Sekou. Uh, they're I going like, to bring back Luke I like if
2: they had Russell. I,
0: definitely Christian Wood could stretch the floor for Christian, him too. They have to bring him back though. They have to bring him yeah. back. He's going to be a hot commodity this season. No. He's just out there, baby. Somebody go throw that bag at him, bro. And it might, bro he, was Charlotte. Nice, he was nice as hell. He so, was yeah. nice, bro. He was nice. Um, Some other things that just this is a small bit of news. Alonzo Ball signed a Rich Paul of Clutch Sports. For me, it was an easy call to make, and it's the right time to make that call is what he said. Um, He is up for an extension this offseason, but he'll be a restricted free agent next season. And it's going to be interesting because I'm sure with Rich Paul and everything, they're going to try to maximize his dollar amount. And the Pelicans probably don't want to maximize his dollar amount.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, It was, it, it was, I like it, but it was weird because he just signed with like Rock Nation. They just like the mm. ball brothers that just went there. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm curious to what happened that fast. Uh, Maybe it's the play. Maybe it's just things happening. He like, I got to make a power move because I'm, he, maybe he's hearing things or things he knows. He could be
2: just doing, doing his own thing, you know. I mean, but
1: I, if that was the case, why didn't you do that four months ago? You In four months, you just was like, I need to do my own thing? That's kind of weird.
2: Because he
1: just signed with them. He just he like, do um, I don't, yeah, so that was weird. I thought it was saying that when I got the notification, I thought it was saying he signed with Puma too. But it was like, I'm like, whoa, Clutch Sports.
0: Clutch Sports, man. Yeah,
1: Lonzo, Lonzo got it, you know, this is, feel like we've been saying this for the last couple of years, but like this is like a, a big year for Lonzo, upcoming. Um, but I don't think he should pressure himself too much. feel like he had a real good year. Can't let Twitter talk. Twitter take eight games at a bubble, and they that decides your year, uh, which is ridiculous to me. That whole team was shit, um, if we being honest. That whole team played below standards and average, probably besides Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick, the veterans. Mm-hmm. But all of the guys, that team just didn't look the same. You get a new coach in there, you get a healthy Zion who's at, who opens the game up for Lonzo and make Lonzo's Game better because Lonzo is a passer, and he keep knocking down shots like he was. He's straight with me, um, you know. How much? How
0: much would you be willing to pay a guy like Lonzo for your team, hypothetically?
3: Not getting a max contract. No. Um, I think he's worth like ten to twelve man. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say ten to fifteen. So yeah. I'd
3: to more than twelve. I uh, probably
1: between probably between like fifteen and seventeen. Because he's so young, and if you put him in the right position, which I think is the Pelicans, he could over succeed. But at the same time, he's shown he hasn't shown you enough to make you hands handsomely pay him. Yeah. So it's like fifteen seems right because then yeah. you can get him on a situation where like, who was some guy like? Uh, what is Fred Fleet
0: contract coming off of? What is he coming off of? I, think I don't it's like know. Like nine, nine point three, something like that.
1: And it's like right now, it's a bargain. That's a steal for where he's at. So mm-hmm. it's like if you can get Lonzo in that same, and also you just don't know how the market gonna look because of the pandemic and the money. So I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not even gonna act like I know. But yeah, I think, I know I think it won't he's,
0: be I think he's one of the most interesting like free agent like extension guys. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. um, he does have periods of time where he looks really good, and you're like, okay, this is the guy that we want to see from him. But then he'll have like the drought, which was like the yeah. bubble, where you're like, okay, sometimes he's damn near unplayable.
2: So it's just, yeah. For, I mean, the right team can make a move. He he seems to, he's never gonna be like a number one, number one, or number two. Option. I don't. We nobody already, should
0: even expect that. We are, yeah.
2: We, we, no, we no, no. Maybe. No. KB. KB. There's people that do. Exactly. It was mind
1: blowing, bro. It's mind blowing that people were saying that about him. I'm like, who drafted Lonzo to be a scorer? Where is this coming from? <laughs> Nobody I understand making a knockdown shot, but I was seeing a lot, and I'm not talking about 12 year old kids or anything. I'm talking about legitimate, like legit people that was talking about scoring for him. I don't want to see scoring in Lonzo. I want to see like making a knockdown shot being better by the rim. Understandable,
2: but Lonzo Ball wasn't
1: drafted to be a scorer.
2: P this yeah. is the same type of dude you this is the same type of leader and like dude that you expect to slow down the game at the slow down possessions at the end. That's the type of point guard he is. He's more of like a floor general, not yet though, because he's still young, but he's gonna yeah. have those leadership qualities and a lot of teams gonna need that. And I think that this contract if it can be special for him, or maybe the team that signs it could be special because if he signs a, a somewhat of a long-term contract, some term like a long-term contract and it's on a bargain this dude, he could pan out to be very special in maybe a year or two, you know, depending if the cards fall right. And you're going to look at it like, okay, he's only on a $15 million contract. It's going to look like a serious bargain at that time. And it's
1: like, and the other thing that makes it hard, especially for the team that has him, is like what you said. He goes to the right team, and that Pandora box is unlocked, and you look like the team that let him go. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all it's going to take is for... is that type of guy. When he gets in that right environment... Mm-hmm. Um, and it and, and it unlocks and it you look stupid like damn you was a team that let him go y'all had Lonzo, Ingram and zion and all of these so i know the pelicans also don't want to be that team because they see it too we ain't the only four people in the world that could see the bright spots Lonzo and lines on where he could be um because yeah i i see people all, all the time say you put him in phoenix mm-hmm. and he's the lead guard next to devin Booker and De- 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 deAndre Hayden
2: and we didn't even Kelly talk Uker. about the defense he brings. And you talk about a position that needs to be guarded night in and night out. He's probably, you know, as young as he is, he's probably already starting to kill, climb up in their defensive ranks for a guard. No, I mean, I'm, l-
0: I'm literally looking at his defensive numbers now. And that alone is could be enough for me to want to try to take a chance on him. Like, just when he's on the court, the team is significantly better uh, defensively. So,
1: Yeah, y'all team, sure he went. Bulls. The Knicks will take his ass for sure. You want to rip one of Knicks.
0: man. Yeah. Um, another thing that was kind of big that happened over the past couple days is MVP Giannis Adikumpo's three-hour lunch with Bucks co-owner and slash governor because you know they don't call him owners anymore. He's the governor of the team. On Friday, covered the season, how the Bucks can improve the roster, and they mm-hmm. confirmed their willingness to spin into the luxury tax and agreed that they'll talk again when Giannis comes back from vacation. So they're trying to do everything they can to keep Giannis. Um, they said they talked about the Supermax extension. I think it was Brian Windhorst that said he doesn't expect Giannis to sign a Supermax, but that's not breaking news. We all kind of put that together ourselves. Um, but their owner is saying that, hey, we'll pay extreme amount of money to keep you here and to build a team around you that you like, and we'll talk about it once you get back from Fiji or whatever. But um a lot of people looking at this and saying like okay uh he's not going to demand a trade because that's something that we threw out of the water but people are trying to draw up these trades to figure out how the heck the bucks can hit that luxury tax and get better chris paul is the one that everybody in the world wants to see but there are some other guys that have been thrown out there as well what what would y'all think is a good route for the team um to to hit that luxury tax and get the bucks into like okay we know you're a good regular season team but now we need to see it in the
2: playoffs yeah. Well, I like Chris, I to... Chris Paul is as about as ideal as you can get. The same thing he did for the Thunder, where he just closed out the game, that's all he would need to do for the Bucks. That's literally all he needs. But in a perfect world, that doesn't always happen. Uh, I just think they need somebody who could get them a it I know Chris Middleton is that guy kind of for them right now. I think they need another one if they're not going to have a second legit score. They need somebody that's kind of similar to Chris Middleton.
3: Yeah, I think it would be good for them to have another secondary playmaker or like even like somebody that could be the primary playmaker You see Giannis doing stuff off the ball like mm-hmm. slashing and doing his thing where he don't have to be the primary ball handler to trying to create for himself and everyone at the same time
0: Because mm-hmm. so that's
3: a lot to do throughout the course of a playoff series all the time and throughout the regular season where He was he wasn't playing a lot of minutes throughout the regular mm-hmm. season So I can't really say that but it's still kind of hard to put on him all the time
0: I would love to see the team uh, do more because they're they're Houston Rockets-esque where they have one game plan and then switch it up at all in the playoffs. I'd love to see them do more off-ball stuff with Giannis and uh and Chris Middleton and things.
1: I'm I'm looking at teams to try to spark players um in my mind I'm looking at just all 30 teams just trying to think of guys. But I mean, I I just I just think that's the great start. Uh the governor having that sit down with him and letting him know we're willing to do that um because you should be willing to do that when you have a player like Giannis um, who is a two time MVP? Uh, we're guessing, and then the defensive player of the year. And, like, I was trying to tell people on Twitter, it's just like, I don't think this is necessary where Giannis necessarily has to leave. Like, this is a, they have fixable problems. So, yeah, um, give it all that you got. Chris Paul is obviously the number one ideal person, but I think, man, they could get guys that may, maybe, yeah, maybe like Mike said, it's not even, um, maybe they can't get Chris Paul. I still think there's guys out there that, that can help them. Um, they just got to sit down, be willing to go over the luxury, which they said, and make it happen. I think making it happen is the hardest part. Um, but, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to also looking in ways with shit. If you can't make it happen, look to trade his ass. <laughs> See, fun. in all seriousness, I do not fall in the route where you try to keep him thinking you're going to convince him when you know the inevitable. Don't do that to yourselves. If you can't. That's, that's just if you can't fix the problem. You do everything you can do to fix it, but if you can't, don't lie to yourselves and be naive to think Giannis won't leave because he's going to have to do his best for him, and ain't nobody going to be mad. I'm sure hell won't be mad at him unless he joins the defending champion team, mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean if you can't make it happen and y'all treading down the same situation to face the same problems y'all had and he's gonna get his ass exposed and he's gonna leave so if not then you look to trade him Uh, i don't even know how he would be traded because what's the value (laughs) but i mean shit you try something you know
0: yeah
1: i'm just tired of seeing teams do the whole we're not going to trade him. He's going to stay, and it's like we. Oh, Kevin Durant wasn't coming back. I didn't know he was going to the Warriors, but I know he wasn't going back to the Thunder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Last thing is today we do have Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals. We already talked about the preview last episode. I'm pretty sure, uh, but we should just go through things just a little bit uh, before the actual game. Did we give predictions? I think yeah. we gave predictions last episode. I
1: said he can't go against the Celtics again. I, got, I
2: got Celtics in
1: seven. Don't um, around, man. Right. Um, right. Man,
0: you you need
2: to get a Miami Jimmy Butler shirt, please. No,
0: no, he don't. No, he don't. Yes, he do. Say yes, with, with the throwback, bro. Say the throwback. for he yeah, we I pred- love the. I we love pred- it. to be what he is right now. He's Facts. It wasn't his hard work. It was our hard work. You need to change your yeah.
1: damn background, if that's the case. <laughs> I like Man, Marcus Smart. He's grown on me. I do He's, too. He reminds me of uh, Javon Carter in, 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 in the upcoming years. Oh, okay. definitely could be.
0: Definitely good. I like that comparison. I was looking at Javon's stats the other day. Um, lethal from three. I did not
2: realize how good of a that, three point shooter he was. Yeah. I know a lot of times when I watched him, he was hitting them threes, and I'm like, okay. I didn't really know he. I knew he could play D, but I didn't know he really had that three ball game in him. But he definitely like improved in that area.
0: And two K saw it too. He's got like a 93, basically. <laughs> like, dang, Jay, for real. I went to. Um, it's close to it. Yeah. Wow. My
1: brother had a workout, and I had went to it, and that's all he was. Doing not shoot threes and i it was crazy cuz after we had we had went somewhere and we had 8 and we were just talking and like bro i know we know but it's just like when you see it like firsthand it's ridiculous how good professional basketball players are bro Thanks. it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous like i don't care who they are what they do what you're a fool if you think Quinn Cook ain't coming to your YMC and fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Thanks, bro. Javon and, and EJ, my little brother, working out. I came late because we did the podcast. It's on Saturday. I rushed right there. They were they was already there for like an hour 30. They did another like hour. Cool. A college team comes in. I ain't gonna say a college. Because I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to be able to, what I can say and what I can't say. They come in. They plan. They asked Javon, of course, if they can if he would want to run with them. The coach did. He does. If if I brought one of y'all girlfriends with me, or I brought my own girlfriend, who don't know like, yeah, why about, the
0: hell are you taking my girl with you?
1: Who <laughs> didn't know nothing about basketball. And I said, well, or he don't have just anybody that don't know basketball. Who do you think is the one that's the professional? They would be able to spot him out, mm-hmm. not by height, not by anything, but just the way he gets wherever he want to go on the court. Mm-hmm. He's making shots that's ridiculous. He's out yeah. there looking crazy. And it's just like, bro, prof- these are why they are professionals. Because I think
2: about that all the time, Pete. He's
1: just that good.
2: Yeah, I remember, I, I forget, I was watching like one of the series. I think it was last year with the Rockets and Warriors, and I was watching my mom. And I think Stephen Curry was having like a bad game or something. And my mom literally knows nothing about basketball. But she was like, man, that dude having a tough day. And I was like, yeah, that's how you know when like it really just stands out. But... uh Damn, I just, what, what you just say, P? I forgot. What no, just that? how, like,
1: they can go, they, they, they're good, so good, like.
2: Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say is, like, I every time I'm watching I always think about that because how many times they have, like, incredible players just make look effortless. Like, how many times have you been on a fast break and it's maybe one guy you got to beat and it's like, you make that layup, you're like, oh, damn, man, I, I'm really like that. But you watch an NBA player do it over three dudes that are defensive right. players and they do it, like, without no effort. Even the open shots that look like somebody's closing out, those are open shots for NBA players, man. Those are yeah. open shots. That see right over. Just, just, they they play at such a high level, and they're playing against the same level or the same amount of talent. That it just looks like some of those players that y'all really like that they just average. Yeah, it's also funny to see how much they like,
1: how much they like study themselves too. Because like we're well not even studying themselves, but they know. Like, Javon knows, because, like, even when he was running with them and in his workout, he was taking shots that he knows is going to be his the shots he's going to get. So, yeah. like, against them, all he did was shoot threes. He could he could get to the basket at wheel, and he was, but he was kicking it out. But it's like, he knows there's no sense in me dominating them with oh, all layups, because that's not the role in the game I'm going to play for um, the Suns or whatever team I go to next. So, like, let me actually play how I'm going to play. And then, you know... Um, we were just talking about different things in the, in, in, in the NBA world but mm. that's neither here nor there but yeah bro professionals I, like I want to go now I want to watch because th- that's that's nothing that's family I want to go watch somebody that I don't know who I don't respect and I want to <laughs> see them play like I, anybody who I think is garbage like Reggie Jackson if you're having a, if you're having a workout Reggie I want to come watch and I don't yeah. think Reggie Jackson is garbage I just think he's garbage now I don't think he's garbage as the NBA player. I think I know he can hoop,
2: mm-hmm. but like, I
1: just think, and maybe not say garbage because he's obviously a professional player, mm-hmm. but like, I want to see him. I just want to see more players that we don't, he's a bad example because we all know where he's. You know what?
2: I, the example that I mean, my-
1: Haven't seen hoop, but he's an mm-hmm. NBA. I mean,
2: it, it might be a little different what you were saying P, but what I was wondering is like the, the complete, the players we considered bad or like he's bad at the three, at the corner three or Say it was Andre Robeson who can't shoot the damn for to save his life. Like, when he goes into offseason, is that what he knows? Because he knows he can't shoot. Is that all? Is he practicing this three just to come back the next year and shoot, like, 1% higher or something like that? I always wonder, like, what did they actually put in, you know?
1: I was in a a Quinn Cook live, and he was talking to people whatever, and he and it was, like, just people he knows or whatever. Like, they was doing, like, a split live, and they was having that conversation where, like, dudes can really hoop. It's just a political game. You know, as we all know, we've dealt with politics in high school. It's a political game, and, and it's a it's a it's a game where, like, we had the conversation with Javon too. He was just talking about like players survive on being able to um, adapt to what's needed because every NBA team is, you know, it's the NBA. Everybody's a professional. Like, if if Javon is that was that good against that college team, think about what like a Devin Booker is doing. Right, like a, yeah. that's the face of the franchise.
2: You think about the All Stars. Okay. Because you think about how Michael Porter Jr. like he he's coming in known as a bucket, but it might be times where that Denver Nuggets team they don't need a bucket.
1: Facts, and that's he's why like the first option, and he's a bucket. Right. Lou Williams is a bucket, a certified bucket, and he don't even start. And it it's not by choice. He did it that a, a while ago, and like the five interviews I've seen, they're yeah. like he like people think I want to come off the pitch, but if, right. if I could start, I would start. But mm-hmm. that's where they put me at. He's a bucket. He's not fast. He's not strong. He's undersized, and he still gets buckets in the NBA. That man is a certified bucket. Crazy.
2: I couldn't even imagine somebody at the Y trying to guard that man. Crazy. I would, I would pay good money to see it, though. I'll make money. like see to watch our, a king
0: of the court, watch a king the of the court with just people at the Y and Lou Williams. The way I
2: think about it is like me right now going to play against a whole bunch of like seventh graders or something like that. I feel like it would be the same thing. Like you're just going to dominate.
0: Those seventh graders might, might yeah, give you I, up a couple I don't, times. I don't, I don't
2: okay, it might be one grand big grand. seventh grader that killed me. No,
1: no random open run. I want to see them against people that can actually basketball, but maybe yeah. like, yeah, like some division one people that you don't know about or some draft prospects or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, it's just—it's just—it's just crazy. Uh, I've never been a been a. Uh, I, I would want to see guys work, it, but man, seeing like professionals play against guys. What? But sometimes we've seen in like Drew leagues, but some guys who are professionals get their ass torched.
3: Have you played Have you played against LeBron?
2: At high school, yeah.
3: I'm talking about like recently since he's been in the league. Like you
2: played one on one or something with him? No. <laughs> he, the man is an excellent defender. He's, I'm not doing that. Like <laughs> even in a
3: workout, I
1: would just pay, I will rebound and pass the ball. I'm not getting into that. I'm, I'm not here for that. Why? So I could be the one that guards him and scratch him in his eye and then I'm the one. Hell no. Nah, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to. I accidentally do a spin move and, and elbow him in the wrong place. I'm good on that, bro. I'm good on that. That's that's, a, that's somebody's investment. That's that's a, his, you know, I'm good on that. I'm good.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you're saying right now reminds me, I'm trying to figure find the clip. And you remember like Team USA 2012? It was Kyrie talking to Kobe. And oh, yeah. At that, at that time, Kyrie was a sophomore. Like, Kyrie was super young. And Kobe was still like, bro, you still got a lot to learn. Because even though you are good at, as a sophomore in the NBA, you still ain't even up to this level. And I'm old. He and told us it
1: is? It, easy money, fifty thousand for your charity. It's easy money, easy money. He said, hey, "What you think, Coach Scott gonna do when he get that switch?" Young fella, help, help. <laughs> Kobe. Kobe is a fool, man. Kobe said, a "Young fella gonna need that help." Kyrie mm-hmm. was on his Kyrie was on a high because if you see those practices, he was fucking them up.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that was when he was dribbling through like the whole team. Yes, bro, he was yeah.
1: going nuts. That boy, was a, he was feeling himself that day.
3: It's
1: Bro, you
2: know what's funny as hell? Yeah, just yesterday, I watched the Boonocks, and it's the episode where Riley, he don't do nothing but dribble the ball, and he can't do nothing else. And that just reminded me of that. It's so
1: funny because that's just the truth. You go to a lot of, like...
2: A lot of kids like that.
1: Yeah, because the next day, I went to a workout. It was just my brother and, like, high school kids. And there's so many of them that could just dribble, but I'm talking about, like, the trainer <laughs> start making them, like... Come off a flare screen and
0: shoot. Bro, I'm watching this clip of of, of Kyrie. It is a one oh five drill and he is dogging everybody with the dribbles. He's are this is Team USA. He's just with Kobe Mello and and um who the hell is that? And K D like, between damn. his leg, rap. He doing everything. <laughs> My God. Anyway. What great times this was, man. Eric Gordon? Why the hell is Eric Gordon here?
1: Select team. Oh,
0: yeah. true. Rudy Gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They oh, no, of, yeah.
1: that wasn't Select. They were that
0: FIBA team. It was
1: Derrick like LaFontaine, Rudy Gay, Eric Gordon, Derrick Rose.
0: Anyway, Gordon Hayward got the swoosh. Yeah, you know this Oh, It's like 2012. All right. I uh, thank y'all so much for watching this episode of Through the Wire. We'll be back on Saturday with another banger we talk about. Will the next series be started by Saturday? The Western Conference yeah. Finals?
1: It
2: should be. Yeah,
0: it starts It'll Conference Finals times, baby. One will be done, We got to start, like, yeah. Thursday or Friday, I think. Okay. Perfect. 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 Then, yeah. We'll see y'all then. Peace. Peace.